Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. I'm your host, Jackie Dixon, best-selling author of The Bombshell Manifesto. And my mission is to help you live your manifesto as a biblical bombshell who is healthy, holy, and hot, fully on fire for God, even in the tough areas of body, beauty, and intimacy. I believe our calling is to be fiercely feminine, spreading the gospel as a powerful woman, living out her assignment in all ways. Each week, I'll be giving you motivation, inspiration, and top tips for bombshell living, as well as interviews with bombshells at the top of their game in health, marriage, motherhood, business, and beyond. So you can be inspired to live your own bombshell journey exploding onto the scene in a way that sets you free and sets the world on fire. Ready, Bombshell? If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can find Bombshell Radio in iTunes, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Himalaya. And while you're there, be sure to leave me a review. I'd love to know your thoughts, and I'd love to know who you'd like me to interview next. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Oh my gosh, this has been such a long time coming. I wanted to do this for so long. Honestly, I wanted secretly to interview you since I found out how many children you have and then looked at you and thought, how? And like, what do I need to do? You know, get me some girl. So I can't, I will show you my please, please. (laughs) I cannot wait to share you with the listeners. I can't wait to learn more about you myself and hear your story. So let's dive right into it. If you would introduce yourself a little bit for us, tell us just a quick version, and then I know we're going to get in deeper into so much of this, but oh, who right. are you? How did you get into what you're doing? I'm still wondering who I am, Jackie. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I can answer that question, but um, I'm, a, I'm a life coach. I um, love moms, and I love helping moms. That's my, that's my thing. That's my jam. And I have seven kids, so you can tell why I like to help moms so much. Oh, and <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the founder of Mom Master University, which is the only online faith-based university for moms. And we also have Covenant Coach Academy, which trains up life coaches, faith-based life coaches, to help them start businesses and help them basically change the world. So that's my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna change the world. You're changing the world. Let's do this. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even know about the covenant coaches. That's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so incredible. Oh my gosh. I know yeah. my family probably gets tired of me talking about it because just seeing like these coaches it's so good. They are so good because yeah. we have a high standard that we set. Wow. My feeling is if you're going to represent the kingdom, you better have your, your like standards of excellence are way up there. So that's how we're training yeah. up our coaches and it's pretty That's cool. awesome. And you know, one of the things real quick that I didn't expect out of my business that I love so much is empowering women. Obviously do the work I do in intimacy, but being able to either employ or provide streams of revenue for women or train them to create their own revenue and make a difference in the world. That has blown my mind with how yeah. satisfying that has been. Yeah. And Jackie, that. I bet that's not why you started. It's not not at all. I didn't Isn't even see it. Funny? it yeah. Not at all. <laughs> because we always start, like we have these dreams for ourselves and all of a sudden as as we move into those places of like prosperity and abundance, we're like, wait, like 
it's not just about me. And all of a sudden we get like more of uh, like more that high vibe, like I'm going to help other people. And that's more exciting to me than anything I can do for my, you know, my bottom line is when I see other people change their lives. Oh my gosh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. It's amazing. Okay. So start us at the beginning a little bit here. We don't need to go a ton into your upbringing unless you want to, but I'd love to begin when you met your husband, you dropped the bomb on him that you wanted to have almost 10 children. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, a little bit of the love story. story about how we met. And actually it's, it's really long. I can't even give you the cliff note versions, but it was definitely something that was meant to be, but he found a notebook of mine. This we met each other freshman year in college, uh-huh. and nothing, no fireworks, nothing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And then fast forward three and a half years, and he comes across this notebook that I left, a sketch pad that I left in the art department of that university three and a half years ago. And he found, he's like, oh, we're about to graduate. I should just reach out to her, you know, tell her I have this, give it back to her, see if she wants to do something. That was it. That was it. Yeah, we just knew. Uh-huh. And oh we never talked about kids. Wow. It's like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Like, it was like, bring it on. This is a party. Like, it was so much fun. So, and it is so much fun. Uh, okay, so we won't be asking you about birth control techniques then. <laughs> Although you probably... Well, you can ask my son, Kyler, because he's a product of birth control. There you go. So there you I'm go. Like, working. probably the most fertile couple. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, what... That's just... And everybody's got their own journey that has God has them on, but what a blessing and what a gift to oh, what a blessing. of that many souls. So when that began, right? And I know you didn't see it coming probably necessarily, but where was your mindset? Because I, I talked to so many women who are terrified of motherhood, right? And although it's well-branded and the baby clothes are cute, there's this like, oh my gosh, my life's going to change forever. No one's yeah. ever fully going to understand all the responsibilities that are now on me. What am I getting into? So what, were you at all in that place or what was that journey like for you? You know, Jackie, I clearly remember standing on the stoop of our ghetto apartment and, uh, cause we couldn't afford anything. We were broker than like, we were broke as a joke. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but I remember standing on seriously, like where you saw like blunts on the ground and everything. <laughs> that was where we lived and standing there in the stoop and holding my first baby, Kelsey, and it was like, we had been home from the hospital for a week and I watched my mom, like she was there to help me and I watched her pull away and I look at her and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, don't, I have no idea. I just looked at my baby. It's like, let's figure this out. <laughs> and that's why I love helping moms because it took me years to figure out what worked and what didn't and how adjustments need to be made and how I can still have a very full, exciting, you know, wonderful sensual life um as a mom i don't think we have to like put everything on the shelf and say well that was me before i'll get back to you in 30 years no i think we can just you know enjoy that time and allow that new baby or those babies (laughs) just to become a wonderful integral part of this masterpiece that you're creating as an individual Hmm. That's gorgeous. So you kind of were able to see the, not even necessarily the bigger picture, but you just kind of jumped off the cliff and were like, let's, let's do this thing, man. I don't really know where I'm going. That's how I've basically done my life. (laughs) That's a good way to do things, right? (laughs) Oh Lord, please let me throw wings. Please (laughs) let me throw wings. (laughs) I hope this works. I hope this works. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Okay. So, 
seven children, eight total, yeah. seven biological. So was there an adoption or? But well, we have a spiritual daughter who um, came to us when she was little and just kind of, we were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I love and, um, her. A very full household. Very full. As you were figuring things out, I mean, I imagine that you do the work you do now because there were times when you hadn't figured it out. So can you describe a little bit for us to make us all feel better? Because I just have two and there are days where I'm like, oh gosh, two, I'm done with two. I think we're good. So what Jackie, you- are you going to make me go back to that cold, dark place? <laughs> very briefly, very briefly. Just make us feel better. Well, seriously, there were, I just, I felt like the faster I spun my wheels, the quicker I was digging myself in deeper. And I could not figure this out. As soon as I'd pay off a bill, another one would come. As soon as I got this cleaned up, there'd be a mess here. And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I even here? Why did God give me these wonderful children to screw them up for life? You know, all, of those, all the thoughts, all the feels, like all of it. And I remember one time so clearly, Jackie, I remember I was sitting in, well, I had walked into my bedroom and I saw a reflection of myself on the mirror that was um, on this expensive piece of furniture that we eventually couldn't pay for and had to give up. Uh, but there's a, I saw my reflection on the mirror of the dresser when I walked in and I saw someone who was miserable, depressed, given up. Like, you know, the dirty hair pulled back, um, one of my husband's shirts because I'm too big to fit into any of my clothes. And because, you know, if you wear really big clothes, it makes you look so skinny. Definitely. And I uh, <laughs> said no one ever. And, and I got a glimpse of myself. And I was just like, this is what my life has become. Like, this is it. I look so old for being so young. And I remember just collapsing on the floor in the middle of like three loads of laundry from days before that I had still not folded. And just sobbing. Like, ugly cry like I don't know what's not what's tears I don't know what's <laughs> happening with my face right now and I was just like, you know that kind of cry and I so clearly in the middle of that laundry pile remember hearing God's voice saying stand up and fold your laundry mm -hmm. and um, that little task and I was saying no I need I need like a big rescue you know I need like something someone to come in and say we're gonna pay off all your dad and we're gonna like <sighs> put you through a physical makeover so you're healthy and we're going to clean up your house. But it was that one voice that says, stand up. Because I knew I wasn't born to live this kind of life. Mm. And God just confirmed that. It's like, stand up and fold up your laundry. And I grabbed a clean sock. It was clean. A clean sock of my husband's wiped off my face. Oh, man. <laughs> on a Hanes white ankle sock. <laughs> and folded the heck out of that laundry. And um, it was just those little bitty steps. And God started to show me strategies that work with me, the way I'm wired. I was trying to do everything that I saw at, you know, read in all the books I checked out of the library or that I listened to on all the tapes or all the programs. And these were, I know a lot of it is awesome information, but these were mostly men, mostly in recording studios, mostly behind desks, mostly going to a job every day. Mm -hmm. or having a career every day. And I was in the laundry pile. So I started using strategies that God showed me in his word that works for me and the way my brain is wired, which is why I do so much research in the mom brain, because that is the mom brain is wired so differently. And I started to get traction and I started to make life change. And, and it was just, it was incredible. Wow. And one day I was at the grocery store and I saw everyone, all these women doing the, shopping 
card shuffle. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can barely hold your body up and you're like, oh my God, like laying on your shopping cart and your kids are like, oh, mommy, I want this. And they're just like, yeah, like miserable. <laughs> Everyone leaning, like no one was standing upright. I'm like, have I gone to hell? Like what is happening here at the grocery store? And God was like showing me like people need this. Like, you know, they're miserable. Wow. That's the norm, like to be depressed and overwhelmed and anxious and broke. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what you got for me? Let's do this. Wow. Wow. So where did it begin then? Was this originally a blog? Did you start talking with women at church? Kind of how did yeah, this everything, start? all that, all As that. If like five women were meeting together mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in a grocery store, I was there, like whatever <laughs> opportunity I had to speak and we started doing a newsletter. I started doing a weekly call for moms. And it's so funny, Jackie, I remember like, I would prepare for these calls, like pour my heart into them and my blood, sweat, tears, everything, prepare this awesome inspirational message for moms. And I'd have like one or two people show up. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I will not despise the days of very, very, very small beginnings. I'm gonna plug in there. I just kept going and kept persisting and um, wouldn't let the, you know, the results persuade me to not, like it was too important to me. The message was too clear for me to not get out. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's when the sense of assignment is so much bigger than worrying what even God's going to do with this. You know, you're just like, this is here in front of me. I know I'm supposed to do this. I don't even care what comes of it. Yeah. And something always does, you know, because he doesn't put out an assignment that's void. That's beautiful. So how, what were the ages of your children as you were beginning that? Because I know myself, certainly, and a lot of the women I work with, their kids are young and they're trying to start businesses and it takes like the mom brain to the stratosphere, you know, because you are supposed to feel put together and organized and functional and productive. And instead you're just, you're haywire. So how was that? Where did that happen in your motherhood journey? Um, All throughout it. Okay. Like I would do calls with a nursing baby. Like it, it was, it was all that there was no, everything was kind of just, there were no hard and strict lines. Mm. And I think that's what typically like gurus will say, you know, you got to delineate this and structure this schedule this. And for moms that can set themselves up for failure because a kid is going to dump all the toilet paper in the toilet and a, and a child is going to spill their food and someone's going to pee somewhere. So you're like, that doesn't work for me. So it's just kind of, the, I allow the lines to be blurred and I allowed my kids the privilege to see a woman who was trying to create something out of nothing. And I think that has blessed them in ways that if I had tried to do things differently, it would not have. Like I welcome them to be a part of it. Yeah. And whenever like, like, for example, if someone would like set up a call for me and things were noisy in the background, I'm like, that's okay. Like I want whoever I'm talking to, to know that th- I'm right there with you. Yeah. Your kids are making noise. My kids are making noise. Mm. I have to go because someone slammed their hand in the door. And, and, and there are times you have to go too. And it's okay because we're in this together. I got you and you got me and we're, we're going to make sense out of this. That's beautiful. Gorgeous. And where was your husband in all this? Did he kind of see the vision too? Or was this your own thing in the beginning? And then he was like, oh, you've really, you're doing something. <laughs> he has always been so supportive of me. Like, honestly, if I had been him, <laughs> <laughs> I could have. But he's always been like, I remember I wanted to invest in this program one time. And he was like, we just can't, we don't have any money. We can't do that. And I was like, but I have to, like, I have to do this. And I'm going to do it. And 
I don't want to ask you for permission. <laughs> and it was kind of that like, oh, like she's going to do this. Mm -hmm. And he's had to like go with so many of my whims and just understand sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but he stuck to it. And now he gets a house on the lake with a, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think he's suffering too much, you know, I don't think he's suffering. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love it. And then your children too. So this entrepreneurial journey, which I love, and I know our mutual friend Eileen has a similar yeah. philosophy of like, let the kids in a little bit on what building a dream looks like. Yeah. How has it affected them? I think it has ruined them for any kind of employment. <laughs> <laughs> never a job, never a job. I'm like, could any of you just have a job without like starting a business? Like I, you know, I worked as a waitress. I, you have to have a job, but they're like, I'm going to build a funnel for this and I'm going to start a nonprofit. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, Oh my God, I have ruined my children. Oh, that's so, so yeah. Like all these other kids are getting, you know, their summer jobs and my kids are trying to, I, I, ruined them. I have. Oh, not in the least. I think that's so awesome. my oldest daughter. She's like, yeah, with this, because my husband and I, like, we're so in love, and we just can't keep our hands off each other. He's like, yeah, you're, you and dad basically have screwed all of us. Like, we're all screwed. Like, it's, forget it. I'm going to have to have the most amazing marriage. I'm going to build the most amazing business. <laughs> you can have it all. Yes, you can have it all. That's awesome. That's absolutely gorgeous. I imagine that when most of the women who come to you find you, this feels like a pipe dream to them. This feels like you got lucky. I'm so lost. And the before stories I think are so important. Even if, even if it's hard to imagine the person we see in the now in the then yeah. it, it's so critical to even have an image of like, okay, she was totally lost in it. Like I am. What do you say to these women who first come to you? And I know you have a lot of strategies that are in your courses and stuff that we'll talk about how people can get to those. But, um, what's just the beginning, like all is not lost kind of speech, yeah. if you will, that you begin yeah. when they yeah. come to you. Yeah. Well, I think it's super important to experience a win. Mm. Like, I don't think moms, and even if we do experience a win, we don't allow ourselves to really experience it and celebrate it. Yeah. Um, I think we just are constantly like trying to do more and qualify ourselves as people and as moms, as women. And what I love to help women with, first of all, is to just breathe and say, you got this, things are going to change. I've got you, trust me in this. And here's what you need to do. This one actionable step. Like if, let's get that down first and give them a win, like give them, let them lose that first five pounds. Let them just clean up one part of their bedroom. Let them just like make two calls to build their business, but something, and then to almost force them moms do not give themselves enough credit almost force them like no you're going to stop and you're going to celebrate and tell me what's awesome about you tell me how great you are tell me how amazing this thing is that you did and to celebrate it because here's what happens moms don't do that and so it trains our brain to not want to do it again interesting hmm. so but if we give them if we give our brain that dopamine rush of saying yeah you know hmm. i'm pretty i'm pretty awesome i did this look at it then our brain's like, okay, this checks out. I'll let her do it again. Like we really have to know how to hack our brain when you're a mom and to work with the way it's wired. Mm, it's a positive association, essentially a reward yeah. set up where it's like, that was a good thing. I think I'll do that again. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah. What are a couple, and I don't want to get too much into your special sauce, but a, a strategy or two that- well, I'll give you everything, Jackie. <laughs> okay, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But a couple things that get women either started in the right direction, or I know half the time the battle is just like seeing things differently, even if not so much changes immediately, but just yeah. those internal yeah. shift that realigned you. Yeah, well, it all starts in the mind. Yeah. Like I, I am an expert at understanding how to transform your mind mm. to get what you want. Boom. And, um, because I've had to do it. Yeah. I've had to do it to myself so, so much. And I've worked with other women like to work with the way you're thinking. If you can get the right thought, then the feeling and the action just happens inconsequentially. It just flows out of that thinking. So get the right thought. But what I love to help moms do, because that's kind of one of the things like, oh, well, I want something now. Like, give me, like, that's a nice idea, but I want something now. So what I love to suggest for moms to do is just create a simple habit that you can do, that you can start doing today, tomorrow. Do that for seven days. Even if it's like, I'm just going to make up my bed. That's it. Yeah. And I'm going to do seven days of it. Because what that does, again, it trains your brain into repetition. And so it actually gets programmed in a different section of your, it's a different part of your brain. It's your primitive brain. And so that's where we store all of our habits and our routines. Mm -hmm. So if we can like get our, you know, prefrontal cortex, just get that critical thinking around. I'm just going to do this one habit and I'm not going to set this huge target. I'm going to lower the baseline. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to make up my bed every day for seven days and see how that changes something internally. It always does. We discredit the small steps. Yeah. Yeah. Something I see, and I know I do this too, is women getting in and men, uh, these all or nothing mentalities yeah. and the idea that a small win almost is worthless is something yeah. I think we really have to battle because otherwise we look at the enormity of the mess, whatever kind of mess it is around us. And it's just, it's so overwhelming. We don't even begin. So to say, it's totally fine if my desk is still a disaster. I'm going to clear this chair off and I'm going to feel like a million bucks and congratulate myself for that. So that's, I think, critical as a mom. And, and if we can possibly find things that the children cannot go behind us and undo, then it's so much better that the wind feels like there's a sense of permanence. That's right, 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 right. So, but be able to see it, like make sure you're filtering what you see. So if you see a mess, if you see the load of laundry, say, well, that's not my day for that. This isn't where I categorize that. So it's okay. It's supposed to be this way and not heap on the guilt. That's why I hate to-do lists, despise to-do lists. Mm -hmm. And I work with moms on obliterating that beast and just calendarizing their things so they can say, oh, that's not my, that's not my gig today. Like, it's okay. I'm not going to hold guilt over myself. And I even uh, worked with someone the other day. It's like, okay, so tomorrow here are the non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. What are the few things you're going to do? And when are you going to watch that series that you love on Netflix? Like put it, put that in the calendar. So yeah. when you watch it, it's like, I don't feel bad. Yep. I, I can sit here and I can watch it and I can enjoy it because I did the non-negotiables. And this is like in my calendar and I'm doing it. It's just training your brain that when you say something to yourself, you mean it. We break trust with ourselves every day and we wonder why we can't stick to anything. Wow. And the first person you need to be loyal and honest with is yourself. And if you say you do something, you're going to do it. That's fabulous. Uh, I've heard that before. Just obliterate a to-do list and calendar instead. And it's, it's, oof, it's a trust thing of like, but what if I lose this enormous list of everything I've told myself I need to do in my life? But it's so much more powerful. And almost every efficient woman I know essentially has a calendar instead of a to-do list, really. Yeah. 
And then you're absolutely right. That self-belief that builds of, I trust myself. My word is good to myself. Like I, I'm smart and people like me and all those kind of affirmations that we think of, but they build. So I imagine that when you see a woman do this, and I know people start in different places, right? Some women will begin with fitness or with getting the house clean or whatever it is. But what I found is that the confidence builds, right? So maybe you start organizing your house and then you're like, I think I could probably throw in a couple 20 minute workouts a couple times a week. And you yeah. start believing in your ability to become more things. So do you see that this kind of growth spiral that women get in where suddenly their confidence yeah. is expanding to other areas? Oh, absolutely. I call it like when you're stuck in this, I keep thinking this thought, it creates this feeling. And then I do this action. And then as, as a result, I think this thought, and then I feel this feeling. I do this. We're, we're stuck in this thing I call a mom loop and it just keeps going. And we wonder why we can't lose the weight, why we can't clean up. Now, a lot of times we will put what I call a shame blanket on top of the negative results that we get. Like now I feel bad about feeling anxious. So we just heap on these things and it goes in that downward spiral. The same thing, Jackie, happens when you can just switch a little bit just by one degree you start spiraling upward. It's the same thing because it's all a cycle of your thoughts, creating your feelings, creating your actions and creating your results. And so when you can make like this, for example, I'm looking out at a lake right now. And if I like shot a bow and arrow, first of all, I don't know how to, but if I shot a bow and arrow and the further it goes, if I just change like one or two degrees, it would land in a completely different place. Yeah. So we can't think that my results have to be dramatic because they will be that in the long term, I just need to make a little shift now and watch where that upward spiral is going to lead me. Mm. Oh, that's so powerful. So important. What do you do? And I, I know I've seen this and it's super hard because a lot of the women who come to me with relationship issues, we're talking about one area of the relationship, but then we hear about the rest and it's, it's, it's a beast. So as a woman's trying to be her best grow, I know a lot of women who are often in kind of low places in their life in any way have either brought in or allowed or tolerated people who are very cruel to them verbally or controlling or manipulating. So if she has someone in her life, and of course the most difficult person is a husband, how do you work with women where they're trying to be their best self and they're just kind of getting beaten down by people around them? What's your advice to them in that position? Well, it wouldn't be your typical advice because the typical advice is, ah, get away from them. And like, you know, create your like circle of, of really high performers, but that's not a possibility for moms because you know, that whole thing, like you'll become like the five people you hang around the most, the five people a mom hangs around, like they pick their nose, (laughs) they poop in their pants, they pour food all over. Like, is that going to be you? So (laughs) that typical advice, what I help moms do is become completely divorced from other other people's perception. So they are so in tune with their thoughts and their mindset that they can reach their goals and they can perform at a high level without having anyone verbally or physically support them. Because we are capable. If we have the spirit of God in us, what can come at us? Like we can be surrounded with frustration. We can be surrounded with negativity and we are absolutely, ultimately 100% responsible for ourselves. Yeah. So if you get that mind frame, it doesn't matter. You don't need people to cheer you on. I'd like, yeah, great. That'd be awesome. But you don't need that in order to perform at your best. You can be amazing. You can be spectacular. You can get off the chart results without having the cheerleader, without having the crowd to encourage mm-hmm. you. You have the ability to do this. Mm. 
I love that. And what about when there's an element of sabotage, right? I've certainly seen that with women I've worked with, whether it's their mother or maybe it is their husband. It's obviously harder when it's in the home, but there's someone who's literally trying to prevent their growth right? and almost going out of their way to block them. Yeah. Um, what, because I mean, it's one thing to not have a cheerleader. It's another thing to feel like you've got someone constantly. Right. Right. Well, what I suggest is just this one little word. Aw. Hmm. When someone is coming to sabotage you, they're coming from a place of pain. Yeah. And so get out of your head and get into theirs hmm. and say, why would this person feel threatened by me? Why would this person feel a need to sabotage? What is weak and painful in them? That if, and, it's, and almost if you can like change it from, oh, look what's happening to me, to, oh, mm -hmm. what's happening for you? Someone's in pain. Mm -hmm. It changes everything. It's, it's like you flip the coin. It's the other side of the coin. You can consider everything reflected upon you, or you can consider nothing reflected upon you and get in their head and understand that there's a motivation here, there's pain here. And that's okay. Hmm. I can allow the pain because maybe that person can grow through it. That's gorgeous. Maybe by not coming alongside the door or not reacting to them, I'm allowing them to feel a pain that could lead them to a better place. Who says we need to make everything okay for everybody? Hmm. So really understanding your realm of responsibility, what's yours, yeah. what's someone else's, and then having that grace and compassion. So not getting into the anger battles, but really just being in your right. own energy and having so much kindness towards someone empathy really empathy is what it comes down to yeah. that's gorgeous so hannah tell me why and to what extent you recommend that women start their own businesses i know that that's passion for you and you know maybe it's not right for everybody but there's elements of you teaching women how to bring in income in some way or another what kind right. of role do you think that plays because i know particularly in the church sometimes there's an attitude of that's not the woman's area and especially if she has children she's you know Need to be the mom thing. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. But oh, um, that's so funny. Aww, <laughs> it aligns with us. Here we go, Jackie. Ready? Aww, aww. Yeah, aww. it really is quite sad and very biblically accurate. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, to what extent do you feel that? you know, I, I don't want to say every woman because I, I think if God's calling them to something great, but that this is, is an important part of a woman's existence, that she's doing something right. out in the world and perhaps it's generating revenue, perhaps it's not. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? What do you tell women? Yeah, well, understand, first of all, you're doing a great and mighty work now. Like, mm -hmm. understand, like if you don't have that basic foundational knowledge, you're going to just screw up like you are because you're trying to now prove something that you don't believe about yourself. Yes. And you so get the basic knowledge that I am doing a great and mighty work right here. I don't need to add anything to it because I'm doing a great thing. Like get that so deep in your spirit, because if you try to grow out of a place of lack, that it is absolutely impossible. You never will build a business out of lack. Hmm. You grow anything, whether it's a business, a ministry, a, a service project, whatever, out of a place of abundance. You're like, what I'm doing right now as a mom with my kids in this home, it's so freaking awesome. <laughs> and get that so filled in you that it's like, now, how can I serve others? What's in me that other people may want to get? Hmm. How can I make someone's life easier? But you've got to under, and I'm not saying you have to have all your, all your stuff together, 
<laughs> but you <laughs> stuff together. But you do have to have this knowledge of abundance. So I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't help anyone until I get my act together. Well, girl, I'll see you when you, you know, a hundred yeah. <laughs> in heaven. But to understand that that if I want to build a business, it's not to fill myself up. Mm -hmm. It's not to get some kind of understanding or prove something about myself. I'm already awesome. Yeah. So when you have that basic understanding, I think if you want to build a business, if you want to start a ministry, if you want to do a blog, whatever it is, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's got to come from the right place. And that's a place of abundance where you just want to serve and nothing is tied to it. I need to make this much by this date. Like, forget that. Mm -hmm. Just serve out of a place of abundance and watch it'll come back to you. And also, I just recommend, I just love side hustles, yeah. personally, because of the tax benefits. And I, I think anyone who is not having a side hustle, I'm like, girl, you don't know how much money you're leaving on the table. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Like, I, I am big into tax benefits for women who start businesses, and I help women find all that. We have templates that all they have to do is, like, hand it to their cpa and and get all the tax benefits from it so if it if just for that reason as long as it's coming out of a place of abundance yes ma'am that's awesome what about when a woman begins something better she's already in that and she has children as you deal with those types of ladies um and she's feeling the mom guilt of like when i'm in my business i should be working with or playing with my kids when i'm with my kids i need you know i'm answering emails on the side do you yeah. delineate like scheduling batching how do you overcome that emotional sense of wherever yeah. i am i'm supposed to be somewhere else yeah well think about this jackie every emotion comes from a thought so what is the thought that you're holding that's creating the guilt and here's the mm -hmm. thought that i find in most moms just from doing my coaching is if i'm a great business builder I'll be a horrible mom. If I'm a good mom, I can't build a business. We delineate between those and think they're two separate identities. And we put these two parts of ourselves at war constantly, which is so screwed up. Mm -hmm. You never find a man going to work and saying, well, I don't know if I'm going to be a good dad if I succeed <laughs> at being chairman of the board. But, but we have this tendency to think, well, I'm either this or I'm this. And it doesn't have to be this or this. You can understand that this, see, I think of a business as just giving birth to another baby. You wouldn't say, mm -hmm. Tommy, I can't feed you. Sorry. <laughs> I've got to feed like Anne and Michael over here. So Tommy, you, you know, go fend for yourself. Like, you wouldn't do that to a new baby. So don't do it to a new business. Just consider it integrated and part of your life. Wow. That's gorgeous, Hannah. That's absolutely gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is there anything else that you would want to add? to the things that we've discussed. And then I've got a couple quick questions for you, but I feel like maybe you've got something that's on your mind that you would love to just. Um, well, Jackie, I always have something on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> always. So let's talk about, no. Um, one thing I'd love to let people understand is sometimes we're always trying to fix ourselves. What is the next program? What's the next podcast? What's the next thing I need to do to fix myself? And I just want everyone to understand that you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with you. We have wrong things that happen, wrong thoughts that occur. That's okay. But there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing broken about you and you do not need to be fixed. You are enough and actually you have enough. And now out of that enoughness, let's go forward and see what we can make in this world. See how we're going to show up. We have one life. Mm, I love that. I find there's so many Christians who are kind of living 
like pre-resurrection constantly, you know, constant yeah. self-flagellation, constant, I'm not good enough. And it's like, but there was this victorious end guys and we get to live from there now. So I love that you yeah. said that. That's such a great yeah. mindset to come at yeah. everything from. Yeah. Jesus isn't on the cross anymore, guys. Yeah. It's, He's a victory. it's literally finished. He even said so. So yeah. we're good. I love that. Okay. Quick couple questions for you just for fun. What is bringing you, Hannah, the most joy right now? I'm sure that Lakeview is helping. Yes. <laughs> me the most joy. Oh, so much joy. Uh, I love growth. I love um, seeing what's happening in my kids' lives as they get older and become adults and just rock their game. I love that. That brings me a lot of joy. That's gorgeous. And also hanging out with my husband and watching Netflix, you know, just those things. Yep. Netflix and chill. <laughs> Netflix and chill. <laughs> what's something you do most mornings, a little peek into your morning routine that gives you life? Oh, I can tell you my exact morning routine. So. Oh, let's do it. Let's do the whole routine. Okay. All right. Here's my morning routine. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> so I get up pretty stinking early and um, first thing I do is spend time reading the Bible. And after that, I walk two miles with my dogs. And then I, I love to like walk around the grounds because we have like a lake here. And after we get home, I walk around and then I, before I get in, I, I meditate. I just spend time in meditation and prayer out on the dock if the weather's okay. Um, kind of priming myself for the day. And after that, get uh, dressed and get ready to rock. Mm. Yeah, but that's like, I have to have that morning routine. I feel yeah. so out of sorts if I don't, because yeah. that's another example of it being coded into your primitive brain. My brain thinks we're going to die if we don't meditate. Like, cause I've done it so much. <laughs> I love that. And I'm sure that you do it too. When you travel, I have a very similar wake up routine, but those elements of prayer outside meditation movement, it's gorgeous. Okay. Favorite recent book. <sighs> Favorite recent book. Um, I, I read like eight books at a time. <laughs> um, I, I love the book, The Science of Being Rich. It's science by Wal uh, Wallace. Wallace. Something Wall yeah, I love yeah. that because I see it has <laughs> spiritual implications too. Um, I'm reading a, a book right now that I got like free on Kindle, I think, like Abundance Code or something like that. So that's, that's really good. Uh, what else am I reading? I've got so many, so many books I'm reading. I'm going to remember 18 of these. Could you have given me the like heads up? I would have had like, here's my library. I would have like brought the perfectness. I know. Half of the perfectness is like the stuff that's on your yeah. mind and sourcing what's like even yeah. unconscious. But I love reading yeah. nonfiction. My husband loves reading biographies. <laughs> I am so into nonfiction. Yeah. I've almost, I mean, not since Nancy Drew days, almost have I read fiction. I'm with you. Always self-improvement stuff. Nancy. Three things you're most grateful for. Mm. Well, just life, just waking up and breathing and being present. Just so grateful for that. Um, also, I'm really grateful for the way I eat. Hmm. I know it's I'm probably an odd thing, but I, I just love that I've taken care of my body so that I have a lot of energy. I mean, I'm, you know, I was, I'm over 50. So it's With like, I feel so young and so, you know, <laughs> full of energy because I think I've just like treated my body right. So I'm grateful for past Hannah and the choices that she made to bring me here. Um, also just, just family. I know that sounds trite, but um, every day I picture every person in my family just pour so much gratitude toward them. So mm -hmm. yeah. 
That's beautiful. What's one way women can honor themselves more? Just spend a few minutes on yourself. Like, shave your legs. <laughs> or on some makeup. Why put some chapstick? Like, just be it because we're like, I don't have time. I don't have time. You are the only you. Like, that's it. This is your experience in life. One time around. Just take a moment to just honor yourself by taking care of yourself mm. and showing up. Like, who says you can't wear the awesome boots on a day when you're just home with your kids? You know? Yeah. Who says you can't wear the pretty underwear? Like, do it. Use the good china. Like, just <laughs> We're all so much on the same page. I knew we'd be yeah. right. Um, I love that because I think that we think that we don't have time. And yet when I know I, when I made that switch and it's always been a series of switches, shockingly, I still have enough time. I have as much time as I did before, you know, and I have as much stuff. If I wear out one pair of clothes, something new comes in. There's this, it's really the scarcity mentality. I yeah. think that about yeah. oh, totally. it won't work. It won't work if I do it, but it will. And it'll work better. And it always work. does. Yeah. It's amazing. You always spring back. It always does. It always refills. Okay. There's Amazon prime. Exactly. <laughs> On your phone, two day shipping, one click. Okay. I love it. It's dangerous, but I love it. Anything so else? Dangerous. I love it. Yeah. My husband, not so much. <laughs> anything else you want the listeners to think about or know? We kind of covered that, but anything else you want to say? I think we have, we've covered a lot. Yeah, you've you done, know, you've done awesome. yeah. so okay. let's finish up with your advice for life in one sentence. Oh my gosh, Jackie, you're so unfair. <laughs> you're no longer my friend. I'm never going to talk to you again. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, you got this. Yeah, I love that. Amen. I want that on every wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I like inspirational verses, things all over, everywhere desktop, phone, walls, anywhere, just to get the truth in. And you've got this is, is so simple, so overdone, quite frankly, but still so needed. So I love like, that. We don't need the drama. We re Life is like 98% drama. It's 2% what actually <laughs> happens. Oh, so true. You know, like I actually, okay, this happened. I woke up late and now I couldn't, didn't have time to do it. But it's like, oh my God, we're late again. I'm such a big, like, just can we just leave <laughs> off the drama and open up so much more energy to actually enjoy our lives and just you got this like chill lady i love that there's some quote and i feel like it's either mark twain or winston churchill but i've lived through many terrible things and some of them actually wow. happened i think that all the time like oh my poor brain it is so tired with these realities that didn't i'm tired of rehearsing this <laughs> so good okay hannah tell people where they can find you what kind of work you offer women oh. a little bit of the overview of a woman's fallen in love with how awesome you are naturally <laughs> Where can she go to get help? Help me, Hannah. Um, well, I think the first thing to do is like start getting those brain hacks. And we have every month we do a mom fog challenge. So I will send you a free copy of my book. Just go to momfog.com and get plugged into the challenge. We do it every single month, carry a group through it. And it's totally affordable. Like it's, it's like this one woman today, she's like, shouldn't this be like $500? I'm like, yeah, I probably should. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's totally cheap. Like, but it helps you just get a grasp on what is my brain doing as a mom and how can I hack this to get more done, get more energy, get more enjoyment out of life. 
Yeah. And that's really where it all begins. I think sometimes people look at the kind of brain mindset stuff is like, I'll get to that when I have time. But what you're doing right now is happening because of that. So if you can tweak that, everything that you're doing will improve. It can't help it. So awesome. totally, I love that. And what's the website for that? Or do they just Google it? Um, you can go to mom fog, mom fog. Okay. Mom fog. I mean, you can go to Hannah Keeley.com and find out all about me, but I'd rather you just get results. Yeah, quickly. Get the good stuff. So go, yeah, go to mom fog. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. This has been such a blast. You're such a delight to be around, even virtually. I'm so grateful for your time that you spent with us. So glad that my ladies can meet you and now go follow you obsessively. But uh, just the wisdom that you bring women and the obedience that you've had to your assignment, your calling, I really honor you for that. I thank you for that. I know you have changed so many lives even beyond what you're aware of, I'm sure. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. You're a blessing. This has been so much fun. It's been a blast. Always is. All right, my dear, we will talk okay. again soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Today's episode is brought to you by The Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book, and it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension. This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, but if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity that is out there, that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling that we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity, 
and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women, and they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life, who continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people towards something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.